So I'm just, yeah. So are you guys comfortable? Are, are you guys yeah. okay? Yes. <laughs> you guys want to yeah. um, do some vocal exercises first? <laughs> The, the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. Denied a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna in, introduce um introduce myself and introduce you guys, and then we're basically gonna get the get started right off the bat, straight there. You guys ready? Yes. All right. <clears throat> Hi there, and welcome to another Kyle High Club podcast where I have two very special guests with me today. Yeah, they are members of a punk band in Pretoria by the name of Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy. Welcome, guys. Hello. To whom am I speaking to? I would like you guys to introduce yourselves to the world, uh, if you guys don't mind. Well, hey, Kyle. Um, thank you for having us, firstly. Uh, my name is Brandon, otherwise known as Ban Ban Hot Rod, stage name. Okay. And next to me, we have Jordan Redcage, a.k.a. Uh, my real name is Conrad de Jager. Very Afrikaans. Uh, very Afrikaans name. Uh, you can say it in English as Conrad de Jager, but I thought, no, let's be more pretentious than that and just use an anagram and shift some letters around. So oh, okay. I am Jordan Redcage, lead singer and rhythm guitarist of Joy Club Cassidy. Cassidy. And I play bass guitar. And also um, for those of you who is really prominent in the old school um, of, um, local scene, um, Conrad, a.k.a. Jordan Redcage, is also known as the mailman. The from Mailman a, from an yeah. old punk band called Side Project. Yeah. Yes. The Mailman. The Mailman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I met him at Opikopi while camping with the band called Sarki, all those cats. And I met uh, Conrad, uh, I'm sorry, Jordan, uh, as The Mailman. Yeah, that's how, I, that's how I met you. Yes, and it wasn't, it's not even... The male M A I L like postman. It's the male as in the man man. Yes, <laughs> and the manliest man. The because manliest he was basically man. surrounded by a bunch of lesbians, basically. Yes. <laughs> He's the man among them all. Yeah, the, the male man. man. And not yeah. Yes. So guys, uh, um Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy released a, a album on Tuesday. The twenty-tuesday, and the album is called Twenty-Two, <laughs> and it released on twenty-two minutes after ten at evening, which is twenty-two twenty-two on Tuesday, twenty twenty-two. It's fucking amazing. Would you yeah, mind a explaining a little bit uh, about why? What's what's up with the twenty-two obsession? So twenty-two, especially for me, uh, it has walked with me for my whole life i've always been surrounded by 22 i was born on the 22nd of november of every year oh wow um and You're then born the 22nd year. is yeah you know, every year i am born, <laughs> I am born every year <laughs> yeah so that number has always been like quite a big significant uh i don't know like thing on my life so 22 has always been a thing for me and at one point while we were writing the album 
we realized we've got 16 songs and we're really close to 22. Yeah, we were like 16 and then we decided, okay, let's do 18. And then from there on, we just decided, well, it's going to be stupid if we stay there. Yeah, Let's just don't. add a few short songs, maybe one long song and then just make it 22. And then the other part of the whole thing where everything just magically sort of aligned, which again, <coughs> just uh, bears... The, the whole idea of 22 always following me around is like because of when COVID happened. So obviously when COVID happened, everyone's plans kind of got moved along, yeah. including our own. So the album had to be moved up a year. Yeah. And because of that, we realized, hey, but that would make it the year 2022. Oh, and wow. if we then actually drop the album on the 2nd of Feb, then we'd have 22s all around and it would just like come full circle to the entire idea. And then you realize on the 22nd of Feb, you got an extra two in that equation. Exactly. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then we were like, no, let's, let's do it then. It, it all just makes sense. Yeah. So um, please um, explain to me your evolution with regards to Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy. Where did the idea spark from? And I mean, this is a two-part question. Where did the idea of the band spark from and why did you choose punk as your medium of expression with regards to music? Yo, first of all, for me especially, because I'm I'm the otopi, the old guy in the band. Like, okay. uh, for me, when I was in high school, I remember especially the first day of high school. It was the the introduction day, if you want to call it that. It was the day just before actual school started. And then they take you through the whole process and you meet the, like the, uh, the head boy and the head girl and all the, the matriculants or the people in the seniors, basically you meet them and they take you through the whole process. And I remember this one girl. Yes. And she was so pretty. One of the head girls, she wasn't the head girl, but she was one of them, like the mm. under head girl, or whatever you call them. Vice and she lady. Played <laughs> Yes, yes, the Vice Lady. She played music that whole day. And then this one song she played, and I didn't know who the band was. I didn't understand the music. I couldn't hear what the guy was saying, but I just knew somehow that resonated with me. And wow. months after that, I discovered that same song on Tux FM. And the guy said that was Basket Case by a band called Green Day. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And that basically changed my entire life. So I, I realized, okay, cool, punk is a thing. Punk is a genre. That is uh, the deep beat basically is the same as my heartbeat. So it all just matched beautifully. And then after years, I mean, I think of sitting on the sideline, which a lot of us do. You sit on the side and you just uh, become this angry person that keeps saying that you can do it better. You can do it better. And you never do. And then eventually one day we started that side project band. I was kind of like forced into it by friends and uh, became the mailman in that outfit. <laughs> Went pretty well, but I mean, as soon as that band took off, it died. It, it went so well, so fast. And then it died almost immediately. Oh, and wow. then like, uh, like Icarus four years uh, after it flew, that, flew close to the sun too quickly. Exactly. And then four years after that, I think I was again, kind of my hand was forced by a mutual friend in music, St Stephen Kosterman, yeah. a very dear friend and uh, 
probably the main cause of this band because if he didn't book us on a lineup for a show two months, um, like in advance, like two months after, he said, you are booked on a lineup. You need to get a band. Together. Yeah, there wasn't an us. There wasn't a <laughs> There was there just was no a you. And it's like then just... there had to be an us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Get a band and because you're booked. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are booked. So we now need to put a band together. And then on that same day, I sat there and I was like, okay, I need to create a Facebook page for this thing. Yeah. And, uh, I sat there and I had two names in mind. The one is tattooed on my arm, which says, I am the road less taken, which a friend told me one day. It describes my personality well. And I thought to myself, no, that just doesn't ring right. It doesn't sound like the kind of band that I want to be in the road less taken. It sounds too sad. Yeah, yeah. maybe also generic, like, yes. a, like a band name that anyone would just yeah, go just for. Like one of those computer-generated um, names. Yes. yes, exactly. And then the other name I had was a name that I also had with me from high school. One day I, I said to a friend, if I'm old one day, if I'm a grown-up one day, I want to have my own club, but I want to have it be inspired by the 50s kind of jazz scene where you have to get dressed up to go to this club and the name of the club will be in neon lights and you'll have a, a guy a valet taking you to your table and like this whole fancy vibe um, and in the day it would just serve as a coffee place and at night it would be this fancy jazz club and the idea I had for that club was Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy because it just sounded like that's the place that you want to be. Very smooth jazz like and just, then it just I sounds it just sounds um uh, audio wise it just sounds inviting you, you don't even have to know yeah, what yeah. you just even you don't even have to know what happens there you just know man i want to yes. be there <laughs> and that's that's why i decided man that name always sounded to me like the place to be and i want to be in joy club cassidy cassidy and that's that's why the name became that so how did you gather your, your, your troops of musicians to start this band? How did you gather all of these star-studded cast of yours? Brandon can answer that better than I can. Yeah. He was recruited. I was uh, the first recruit by the drummer, the current drummer of the band that was chosen by uh, Jordan. So uh, Gerard and Jordan were friends, obviously. And he was the drum lecturer at the place where I was studying at, which is okay. uh, COPA, Campus of uh, Performing Arts. So he asked me because he saw me playing for all the, uh, all the different um, students playing bass for them. And he was like, okay, uh, we've got a thing. Do you want to play bass? And I'm like, sure. That sounds really fun. Uh, because obviously I've, I just moved from a small town, Bloemfontein, to Pretoria. And the drum lecturer comes to me and it's like, you want to join us for a thing? Obviously, and it of course, uh, yes. a drummer scouting a bassist is also a perfect match right there. Yes, exactly. Because of the, the working together in the band part. So, yeah. so he asked me and I was like, sure. So I get here and there is another lecturer playing the guitar. And this guy was the production lecturer. So Gareth joined us for two gigs. Um, and then he was too busy, so he could not do it anymore. Gareth from High Rate, you yeah. Nebula, and Riddle Break. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So he, he plays and um, does vocals for like a lot of bands. So uh, he couldn't do it anymore. And we had to f find a fourth member. 
Um, because at that time, I think we were really sloppy and a three-piece was just not going to cut it. So I just basically asked my best friend at the time, Kyle Buerta, not related in any way. Yeah. Um, and he was also just like in the same phase as me, just learning how the, the music industry works, you know, the ropes. And I think when we brought him here, he was also just mesmerized like I was. And then from there there on, I think we started the core trio of the band. And it's, it's just been us. Yeah, like, me, Brandon and Kyle. And then we've had one member change, change uh, of Gerard. Um, he moved on to other greater pastures and we wish him well still. Um, we still love him and owe him a lot to this band. But uh, currently we are with uh, Ricardo Labeskachny or as he's known in the band, our Nicholas Birdcage. Um, <laughs> or Labuschon. <laughs> yes. And then Kyle, Kyle Buerta is... Uh, his cousin. His cousin. They are actually family. And uh-huh. he is known as Cat Bowley. And it's all just anagrams. I just I was just lazy thinking of cool names. How do you? <laughs> that's the opposite of lazy. I mean, do you know how hard <laughs> it is to think about anagrams? I mean, just thinking of a name is one thing, but thinking about an anagram, that's the opposite of lazy. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you take a name and you write like six possibilities down. Yeah, but remember, I keep myself entertained with the silliest thing. So to me, that wasn't the hard one. That wasn't the 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 harder option for me okay but for me thinking of a of an anagram right now that's like you know the opposite of lazy okay so just (laughs) just put that out there (laughs) exactly (laughs) thank you so okay so i've got some really interesting and important questions to ask you guys right so punk has always been seen as uh rebellion against the system and we will not stand for what is happening in society right now and we need to say something but it's always been skimmed over by society punk has never been really taken seriously like in most regards out there it's people said oh those punks oh you're it's always it's always been referred to as basically all right, these punks have got something to say. It's good music, but it's never been in a situation like, wow, these people have got some really interesting things. But your album, it's probably one of my favorite albums I've listened to in a long time because you guys have got humor. You guys have got really political issues, um, emotional issues, psychological, um, you know, mental health that comes. All of these topics are mentioned in this album. And yes. if, if anyone knows your band and follows you guys on um, in, or any social media, you guys lure people in with comedy. And for instance, you start off a, a show saying, this song is a song about foreskins. And everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but when you listen to the song, it is really intense topics. So yeah, um, exactly. So that's part of my two-part question. Why would, would right. you feel these topics are so, so prominent and, and works really well with your genre? I think that you always have bad things happening. Um, And Conrad or Jordan is one of the people that I know 
uh, that would make the best out of a situation. That's why he's the person that everyone comes to uh, when they when they need to speak about something. Uh, he can make a joke and just lighten the mood in any way possible. So if you sing about these topics, these difficult things to speak about, I mean, it's not really something you would bring up in everyday conversation and not, not a lot of people would uh, be really fond of that. Uh, if you want to bring that into perspective, you have to kind of make them feel easy about it, not that frightened, you know, make it not that bad. You have to really uh, bring it over into or translate it into a better light. Make it a, a little people... bit more, uh, make it a little bit more digestible. Yes, bearable. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe the most human thing that you can do is to try and make light of the worst. I think, I mean, think of people in wartime, some of the best jokes um, written in any kind of form of scripture ever came out of those war times because yeah. people don't necessarily have the capacity to deal with shitty things and live in shitty things. Yeah. I don't know. And a lot believe... of people, uh, sorry to, to interrupt. Uh, a lot of people yes. don't see the value in that. Like for instance, a lot of people would think that situation is really bad or horrible, but just think about yes. the beauty of that, you know, out of all of those yeah. hard times, hardship and really intense things that happen, there are people still out there trying to see the light at the end of this tunnel. Exactly. Exactly. People who are being creative when that seems like the worst time to try and be yeah. creative. I mean, people do that even with kids. I mean, you entertain kids when stuff is going bad. You don't tell the kids, listen, mommy and daddy are struggling. Mm -hmm. And I believe also because of things like Monty Python, satire, um, that resonated with me my entire life because they would be telling these ludicrous jokes or doing these ludicrous skits at a funeral where everyone would tell you that that is the most inappropriate place to do that. And they would find the humor in that because it's not about the mourning of someone's death. It's about the celebration of that person's life. Sharing and I that moment that, together. Yes. And I believe that should be everything to everyone. And I, I, I just always wanted to write these songs because that's what I wanted to listen to. No one else was saying these things. No one else was making light of these situations. They were either being super serious or they weren't speaking about it at all. Yeah, I mean, like it didn't, it, it already happened. You yes. can either sit and be negative about it or you can make it better because like it, it's, it happened. You're not going to change the fact that it happened. You can now you can choose as a person how you're going to deal with it. And if you're going to sit on your ass and be sad about it, or if you're going to make that, that everyone, power. Yeah, yeah, give the thing power, then you shouldn't do that. Make like a joke other, about it. Dr. Other day, um, and you guys know I like this song a lot, but the other day I was driving in my car blasting a government lying, you know? Yes. And it's actually such a heavy, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this, but it's actually such a heavy song. But 
you're sitting to yourself and you're singing along with this song at the top of your lungs, but the things you're singing about is really intense political subjects, yeah. uh, you know, that, that you guys are singing about. But the fact that I'm singing at the top of my lungs with a smile on my face because I'm acknowledging the information that you guys are saying and, I'm, and I know what you guys are talking about, but I'm also having fun with the fact that there are people out there thinking about things and thinking that it's really important to share to the world, that is what brings a smile to my face and not the fact of the context of the, of the, of the, um, of the, of the song, but the fact that there are people out there who thinks, listen, the world needs to know this. So yeah. that's what brings it all together with what you guys said, with making this really hard information to, you know, to process a little bit more digestible. And I think every single song on this album is genius. I mean, um, one of my favorite things that you guys have done, if you guys can elaborate a little bit on it, I call them little interludes, the small little quick one minute, two minute songs in between everything. I think that also makes a 22 song album also a lot more digestible, you know, like, okay, quick little song, here we go. And then we're moving to the long song. Um, what made you guys um, do that? It's it, it's genius. And just tell me a little bit more about those. Oh, man, if, if I could paint you a picture of what my mind works like sometimes, that would be exactly a depiction of that. Like these moments of intense uh, discussions where it feels like uh, two or three people in a room have the solution to all the world's problems. Mm-hmm. And then from there, just manically going off on a rant about something completely unnecessary <laughs> and then just being happy for five seconds. And I think that just stems from my, uh, I don't want to call it ADHD, but in some forms it is that it's like, I don't want to, ever be caught in one moment for too long that I stand still. I would rather be listening to that thing and be so caught up in that moment to the state of emotion and then be taken the fuck out of that moment suddenly by something else and just realize like, okay, cool. That is important, but also we have to move on from this. We, We can't stay in one moment. And that is what that is to me. Songs like Wooden Spoon, that's what it feels like when you're a kid, when you get hit by an object and you don't really understand why. Like I come from an age where we still used to have corporal punishment. So yeah. Yeah. people used to handle things by hitting you. And then as a kid, that is what it feels like. I was bad. Now I'm going hit, to get hit with the spoon. And that's just a moment in time. It For those of you listening, goes. also, wooden spoon is 22 seconds long. That's how long. 22 horn, seconds long. That's how long <laughs> that whole entire song is, just by the way. That was not planned, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> planned. It was just like, yeah, no, it's done. That's that's. I think there's maybe like an extra bit of silence in there. The song might be 20 seconds long, respectively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Carl was just like, you know what? Let's just give it the two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, listen, but also one thing that I did manage to um, derive from this album, you got, you guys are geniuses in the sense of taking one subject, you lure someone in. Like, for instance, what I said with regards to at the live show, this song is about foreskins. Intense song. Um, for instance, Dishonest. <laughs> yeah. 
this honest sounds like a really fun party song and then it's like a really emotional love song if you listen to about it the fact that you say yeah. let's get this honest that term yes. alone speaks so much volumes about love at a party and what what what, what you experience with a stranger at a party and um, if you guys can tell me a little bit more with regards to that song as well because that's also one of the songs that I feel a lot of emotion went in. Oh, fuck, man. You know what's so cool about someone like you? Let, let me first just put that out there. The fact that you actually listen. Yeah. You know, that it's it's not, it goes without saying that it. some people know the lyrics, some people know the songs and they sing along, but they don't necessarily hear what is being said and the fact that you are saying the things that you are saying Carl that's just like first of all just like fucking hell man that's that's deep grateful <laughs> thank you so Very much, much <laughs> that is that is exactly the whole thing um what one feels when you're in that situation you meet this person you don't know if you're ever going to see them again and the only way that you can get through that moment when you're young is to get drunk and dishonest because it's the only way that you can see yourself talking to this person. So you or have to be that someone moment. that you are not. Yes. And if she feels the same or if he feels the same, whatever the case, that person also has to be bigger than themselves for that moment mm. to be able to talk to that person if it's so important to you. So that's what dishonest means for me there. It's not necessarily about lying. No. It's about being being above yourself and stepping into the, that moment because you know you only get that one chance. I still feel, um, I still feel because I spoke to one of my friends, I'm not going to mention his name, but I spoke to one of my friends about this song and he said, what a horribly named song. And I think to myself, did you actually listen to this song? Because I feel that is such a beautiful, beautifully named or beautifully depicted song. Um, one yeah. could not, there, there couldn't have been a much better way to explain that situation because we all have been there even at a opikopi or a random festival if a girl yes. comes up to you or a guy comes up to you like hey are you leroy you know what i'll be leroy today <laughs> yes <laughs> i will be leroy that makes this conversation last just a little bit longer exactly <laughs> that momentary it's it's basically you're beautiful from James Blunt. Also, that stranger that he saw resonating yes, for exactly. that moment over there. And that's why I thought this honest is such a beautiful love song. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, that's exactly what it is for me as well. That's that is the love song. And I always tell tell my band, like, I always try and avoid love songs, especially, especially like baby. Yes, and the I word don't baby. use the word baby unless I'm talking about an infant. Yeah, um, I, I try and stay away from relationship songs because for me as a writer, I feel it's the easiest song to write. Mm. I have so much uh, knowledge on failed relationships and relationships that work out and just in general being trying to get with uh, another person's psyche. Uh, so I didn't want to write about that. I wanted to write about everything that's hard everything that's hard to write about. And mm. Some of these songs like Stronger took me 
it's the good part of a year to finish because I just couldn't get what I wanted to say. And I like the fact I, that I like the fact that you say that because you know I can feel every single song, even though the twenty-two second wooden spoon song. But yes. I can feel why I like this album. It's very personal. I can feel I can feel the time and effort that's been put in this. It's not something that's oh, we need to write an album, we need to put it out. I can feel every yeah. single t- note, every single drum, percussion hit, I, every single vocal. I feel the emotion in it. And that alone, that emotion, that is punk. Yeah, we talk a lot about cannon fodder as yeah, well we amongst ourselves. Easy songs that you just put in there just to fill up the album because you're not going to have an album full of hits. Yes. I mean, like, if you, like, not even with an 8-track album, let alone a 22-track album. Yeah. Imagine 22 hits. Like, we would be the best band ever to exist if we could do that. And, but the thing is, like, we, we spoke a lot about the term cannon fodder, especially if you look at bands that are signed, that are on labels, and they are kind of told you need to bring out a 15 track album and then these guys write eight fantastic songs and then they fill the album with seven cannon fodder songs because they just want to sell the album according to what the label wants and we spoke about from the start uh, we wrote about 34 songs for this album before we decided on which ones eventually did go onto the album um, some of the other songs we decided to still keep, but for future albums. But most of the songs that we chose for this album, we decided we don't want. Yeah, I mean, you've got the 22 second track, like Wooden Spoon, which one can see is that's a cannon, cannon fodder. It's just an extra song added in there. But to me, we've all been through that. Yes, but to me, that song is still a valid song 100% because the album won't be the same without it. Yes, exactly. So for me, all of the songs on the album are there for a reason. Have their rightful place. Yes, and if they weren't there, it wouldn't be this album. It would be something else. You guys also got one cameo, Kubis the Cock Jr. in Old Man. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, we've got two cameos, actually. Yeah, the the new video Coming out, yeah, but Sophia Niemand. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I go back to May. Sorry, sorry, yeah, I go yes, back to May. Yeah, yes. sorry, uh, fantastic uh, pianist and accordion player. But yeah, Corbis the Cock Jr., man, that that's a big one. Um, obviously, we look up to him as a fantastic figure, a veteran in, in the industry. Yeah, he's, he's just the and if you meet him, like. That guy mm. just resonates rock star. There's nothing that he does that doesn't look like he's being filmed while doing it. <laughs> he is such, yeah, he's such an individualistic, artistic person. And uh, our drummer, uh, he's been walking a path with them, with his father for the longest time. His father used to be in a band with uh, the other the guitarist, the guitarist Andre, Andre yeah. yes, uh, back in the day, and Ricardo used to play for them as a thirteen-year-old kid. What? Yes, he played shows with them back in the day at biker rallies, biker rallies, big shows. Damn. And then, obviously, his, his father uh, took time off uh, to be with his family, and then that 
became the black cat bones eventually when they made Quibus. So Quibus and that family is also connected. So it was like Ricardo reached out to Andre and then he reached out to Quibus and Quibus was from the get-go the Super most keen. keen, the most fire person to work with. He's such a fun guy. He came in and he destroyed the microphone. Yes. <laughs> it was so cool to see. It makes you feel like, yes, maybe I should be working harder on how I sing in a studio because it looks <laughs> like he was singing live. Oh, it wow. wasn't just standing still and singing. He was getting into it. I was literally living the song. Living the song. And he was like livid as well that he hasn't been doing punk for the longest time because he, he said, like, I just want to make a punk album now. Why am I even doing blues? <laughs> <laughs> no, we all know why he's doing blues, though. <laughs> yeah, because he's so good at it. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was really fun. And also the third cameo we have in the music video for Old Man, um, that happens to be coming out tonight at 12. Yeah, oh, wow. so, uh, so tomorrow, tomorrow, basically. Tomorrow, technically. I mean, new music video called of, uh, the Old one, Man. Old Man. Track, yeah. And then... Uh, Dwayne Hiss from Sunken State. Yeah, the vocalist for one of the, the bigger metal bands in going up in South Africa now. Yeah. He's, the, the video basically consists of him and Kuebus doing doing a thing Various back and things, forth. Yeah. So we're not oh, basically wow. even in the video for like a few minutes. And then here and there, you see Jordan and you see uh, Kyle. So, so we're actually the cameos in that video. Yeah. It's just the, <laughs> the cameos in your own music us. video. Yes, it's Quibus the Cook Jr. and Dwayne Hiss uh, featuring members of Joy Club. Yeah, members. <laughs> nice. Listen, um, if I have to give um, your band a lot of props, um, the word indie um, normally states with regards to being an independent band. And if yes. anyone has folk followed you guys, uh, one thing that I do have to give massive props to is your video editing, all of your creative ideas, your social media videos. Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy takes any situation where they go play a gig somewhere, where there is, they are playing an event or something is happening, this band will literally make a video just to entice the world and they do everything themselves independently, which I feel yeah. is probably one of the most captivating things that I enjoy about the band. Take away the music. You guys are just a fun bunch of people to watch and your ideas stretch as far beyond the music as well. And I think one thing that I feel is may, will make you guys really big in the industry is your willingness to participate and, and, and help your community because you promoting this event is not only promoting your band, it's promoting the event and everyone else in the event. So you guys look further yeah. than just promoting yourselves. You guys are building a community and every single band that's played with you and uh, you guys have played a couple at my events and every single person that has dealt with you guys is just such a pleasure because you guys always give 110% to everyone around you. Oh, man, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. That's too, too many thank yous. Also, also really nice to hear. You know where it spans from? I believe it's not that we try harder than the other guy. I believe it's if you want to do something that you love, if you want to do something truly that you love, 
it doesn't mean that you get to wake up, do the thing and go to bed. Yeah. yeah. It means you have to work four times harder than the other guy yeah. because it doesn't get handed to you. And it, it, it's not even about the work. It's about the fun and the yeah. memories that you make while doing the thing. Yeah, I think a very few people actually can say that they, they're doing what they love for money that's their job most people just wake up go to work it's like ah oh, fuck i just want to go home when's weekend coming like Yo. we wake up every single day and it's like yes we get music. to play punk we get to make music with friends and we get to be a part of something cool yeah it's just gonna want to be in joy club so like i said in the beginning it's the place where i want to be it's where i want to be and now your band is that name and that's where you want to be <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> it works out great. <laughs> so what makes what makes you actually speaking about that, get diving a little bit deeper into this podcast, what makes you actually push harder when being in a band and you know everybody's got day jobs and a lot of people see being as a in a band as a hobby and just oh he's in his, his little band and everything like that, right? What makes you guys push harder, push towards this album push towards making it in the music industry because we all know the music industry is a intensely tough industry to make it in so what is yeah. joy club cassidy cassidy's main motivation to just keep pushing and working at this music i think if i have to speak for myself uh i would say that i just cannot see myself in a in an office cubicle sitting there from nine to five working the same hours, the same kind of work every day in and out um, and dreading the, the week to come. When I walk on stage, uh, everything around me disappears. I just basically go into my happy place and that is where I want to be 90%, if not more, of my time. So being in a band, just being a part of music, playing, performing, making something that people can connect to is just it's all the reward that i need and if you can make it big you get to be paid to do what you love you get to do that and um even like all the the perks that come that come with it that's also a bonus you get so, to do it even like, more <laughs> yeah like all the perks, like it's so many bonuses if you think about it, because musicians, if you do it right and you're really famous, you make a killing when it comes to comes to money and you don't have to work a day in your life again and you just get to have fun. But I think for Joy Club, it's it's pretty much the same, Jordan. Well, for me, the thing that the, the biggest thing that drives me is is doing the thing. First of all, doing the thing, I I I want to do the music. I want the songs to exist and I want the, the message to exist out there. But the most important thing for me is like guys like you, Kyle, the fact that you listen, uh, I want some kid somewhere to be that same kid uh, the first day of high school listening to whatever is that. And I can't hear what the guy is saying and I have mm. no context to what this is, but it just drives me. I need to know more about what, what it is. Punk, first of all, it was the sound that captivated me. And second of all, it was the message 
And thirdly, yes, they taught me so many things. They still, they're still teaching me to this day. If it's, if it's about certain political things that happened, I never knew about. And then the guy sings about it. And then I actually have to go on the internet to find out what he's singing about. I, I live for moments like that. I live for little Easter eggs in songs that are non-explained. And then you have to go on your own rabbit hole. It's like, what does he mean by this? And then you learn from that. That's what drives me. People like you that listen. Yeah, thanks, man. And also those little Easter eggs. I mean, I like the fact that you explained you've always been someone take the route rest traveled. Your first, your first, yes. first depiction of the band with the little stick figures going to the alternate door with the no entry sign. I like the fact that the album has got like a 2D rendering of that as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's actually Kyle Bueta's brother, Josie. Yeah, the guy that does all our artwork. He does all our artwork. He's a visionary. I, uh, little little tidbit, if you will, uh, I didn't see the album art until this year. Yeah, I waited. Yes, I waited like a year and a half to see it because I said I didn't want to see it. And they knew that the new artwork for the album was a reference a reference to that yeah. old stickman figure. And when I saw it, it took my breath away because like Josie, he has this way of just looking at you and then depicting it in these artworks, again with the Easter eggs. I still find little things that I didn't notice before that he puts into these artworks and that blows my mind. It feels like it's, it's just so tied into what we're trying to do. Speaking of more little Easter eggs, uh, would you mind um, telling the world about the Cassidy guitar? The Cassidy guitar, man. My baby. My four-string electric guitar, punk guitar. Rhythm guitar, power chord guitar, power chord <laughs> guitar, uh, if you will. It is it is made for Jordan Redcage to play his power chords while singing in Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy. It is and not worrying about other two unnecessary, unnecessary strings. strings. No yeah, one needs in the way. I still think people lie when they say they play them. <laughs> Um, I think they're pretending to play them. It's just an extra feature. I mean, and who needs a B and day. another E string if you're only playing another power chords? E. Ah, now you're joking. I would have <laughs> understood the B, but now you're just adding more E's. Okay. Let's just lie and be in my face. What an idiot. No. <laughs> um, the thing is with me, I, I like to be... I like all my things custom. I think that's my main thing. I don't like buying a shirt off of a rack. I'd rather have a band shirt and make five and then just wear that. Mm. You know, um, that that's the way I've always been. And because we've got Kyle in the band, who's like a guitar god extraordinaire, I don't have to work as hard on playing the guitar. I just have to focus on the singing and playing the rhythm parts and when you play rhythm in a punk band, you play 98% power chords. Yeah. And then for that reason, you don't, you really don't need the other two strings. Yeah, it's actually a liability. Yeah, yeah. they're in the way. You, you walk a risk. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you walk a risk to accidentally play extra strings that you don't need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I am so sorry. That was me. And now 
now I only walk the risk of not practicing enough and not remembering where I play, and then I fuck up. But other than that, I'm I'm solid. I am solid. <laughs> now it's just a really fun guitar to play, man. Yes, Steve. It's weird. It's weird, yes. But when you get to. used to it, it's so fun because it's this tiny little body and this really small neck. Yeah, but it's it's really small, but it's also thick to compensate for the the size that the you size. lost in yes. the height. But plus, <laughs> the pickups are super high gain, so it's also a really powerful small guitar. And do you play yes, uh, I with um, the dick reference. Um, do you, <laughs> do, you uh, <laughs> do you play um, with any any pedals distortion? I play straight into my amp and I have one setting on my amp and the only thing that I change on stage is when I play the softer bits, I put my volume down on the guitar and then it sounds a bit more clean. Brandon, so your, I'm, your I'm a bass straight... tone. Yeah, yeah, Brandon's got pedals. Oh, Brandon, your bass tone is disgustingly beautiful. Um, okay, well, to, to, to be fair... The bass tone that's on the recording is obviously like done by plugins, thanks to Kyle. So that's not really how my bass yeah, sounds. The new, but yeah. the new pedal. Okay, I've been looking forward to having that pedal for a year. It's not even sold in South Africa. I had to go to France to go buy that thing, at least for like half price. Oh wow! And it is a Fender Downtown Express. It is a very simple pedal. It has an overdrive uh, EQ. Uh, and a compressor that's all you need and the the magic that that pedal just gives you it it's amazing like it's sounds... all you need in bass anyway exactly like a little bit of overdrive a little bit of highs maybe here and there and a compressor just to keep you solid and yeah uh, just to bring yes. all of that together plus he's, got a, plus he's also got a weird fucking bass that no one else has yeah like a japanese made uh thor, thor sound thor sound something it's... yeah Cookie, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. No, um, I listened to the bass in the in the album, and it's it's got that muddy, you know, powerful punch in your face attack, the you chunks. know, tone to it. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 very it's very chunky. Yeah, I I, I if yeah. I have to give it a word, beefy. It's very beefy. Beefy. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Carl, he does that uh, in the recording. He does add the beef. Um, but <laughs> I think thanks to my pedal now, I will be adding that. At myself. Yeah, you will add your own beef. Thank you very much. <laughs> no <laughs> vegans at this show because we eat <laughs> But you can also hear, um, and in some of your songs, you can actually hear that Kyle is more of a metal guitarist. Yeah, for yes, sure. Definitely. We've also been uh, told that we uh, have some songs that are more akin to Sum 41, who is also yeah. very hardcore punk. Metal influenced, but um, to me as well, I I I praise him for that, and I say bring it on because to me that was what punk has always been. It adds something that other like, punk bands yeah, don't have. You know what? If you want to add fucking weird bass drops in there and weird little piano bits, fucking who am I? Go who am it. I to say that? It adds theater. I love it. So, it's the most yes, punk thanks. thing ever to rebel against punk rules. <laughs> that, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, punk, punk rules. Like, 
why be one punk band when you can do all of the punk band things and <laughs> other things that punks don't do? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck everything. I don't care. Yeah. Um, guys, <laughs> if I if I have to ask you guys uh, that's now here on the podcast, what's your favorite songs on this album? Oof. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I have two favorites uh, mm-hmm. from, I would say, from different genres, if I if I can say that. My all-time favorite, which is really surprising because I do enjoy my punk rock and metal and heavier things, uh, I go back to May, I think is my Oof. my number yeah. one favorite on the album. It's, it's a journey. It's really an experience to, to drive at night, go somewhere, go to visit friends, drive home late and put that song on. It's maybe raining. You just feel mm. the bass, you wow. hear the guitars, you hear the wonderful vocals. It's really amazing. Wow. And my other favorite song, uh, it's not even sung by our lead singer. It's uh, Fallout. That wow. is uh, sung by Kyle. Yeah, that's also a very yeah, good it's one. It's just really catchy. It's, a, it's just a great song. It's simple, straightforward. You don't have to think a lot. You can just sit back and enjoy. Okay. And you, Jordan? For me, it's also two songs. Uh, The first one being State of Things. I just absolutely love the way that Kyle uh, mixed that song. It's so powerful. And I love the way that the vocals are just so in your face. And uh, I also uh, made up my own word in that song, Molinode You. If okay, you what does that go mean? and do a little bit of research, you will see that a guy named Peter Molyneux, he is known in the gaming industry as the guy that lies to you. Uh, oh, uh, oh. He makes promises that are never kept fully. So I just made his name a term and say said Molyneux to you. So I'm very proud of that one. It doesn't <laughs> exist, but it's mine now. Okay. Um, so yes, that one and Stronger because nice. with Stronger, it took me so long and I got so frustrated with that song and I had to completely re-look at the way I write songs because Gerard, that was the last input Gerard had in this band as well. He told me, don't try and write the song the way that you write a song. Try and add a rhythmic thing and then come back to the song and then go from there. And How that long just... was that period? How long was that uh, hiatus between coming back to the song? How long was that? almost nine months before he told me that. And then oh, wow. I was like, okay, let me go. Let me go and see one more. Because that was the last song that had to go on the album. And everyone was waiting on me to finish the song. And when I finally went back to it and I found that riff, that little Blink-182 riff, if you want to call it, um, that goes in between the verses. When when I found that on guitar, I was like, yes, this, this is exactly what I wanted, that emotion between the two verses and then the chorus takes the rest is exactly what I felt. And that to me was special because it was so fucking hard and I never struggle with writing songs. And because of that one, that one took a lot out of me. So it means a lot to me as well. Well, uh, I feel that's probably, if I have to pick two songs, um, it's definitely Stronger as one of them because I feel it's also your best vocal work on the whole entire album to be it's got nice. now that you now that you say blink 182 I, I feel 
Um, the vocals there reminds me more, it's still Tom DeLonge, but more in an Angels and Airwaves type setting, you know, think of the That's Empire. That's what everyone says. No, so think of the Empire album of Angels and Airwaves, yes. you know, that, that that's do. the same type of vocals that that, that, that that resonates from it. But also um, the message in Stronger, I've, it touched home for me, like a lot. It's kind of like yes. my lifestyle I'm living right now. And if I have to choose a, a, a second song, it's Lives. I'm sorry. That's also something. That's so I, great to hear. Yeah, Lives is probably my personal favorite out of the whole entire album because um, it's, if I have to pick a anthem of my life, it's probably that song. 100 <laughs> so cool because it's about lives yes so, and, yeah. and wow. also i told them when we wrote that song the first time that uh we recorded it when kyle sent us the first mix i told them the funny thing about a song like lives is we might not realize it now and it might be biased coming from me but i think this is a really important song yeah. It is. Despite Powerful. the joke of the foreskin thing, and it might seem like we're trying to make fun of a situation, I believe a song like that, because it's named Lives as well, it's that is what it's like to be alive. It's sometimes the yin good and the thing, yang. Yeah, some, sometimes balance. good things happen and sometimes bad, bad things, happen. things happen. And It's just how it is. I believe, for me, that is an important song. Ironically, <laughs> I feel, and... Do, please don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. But I feel there are going to be people who's going to see, listen to that song in the wrong way and resonate with it. Obviously. Obvi uh, uh, like the complete opposite of what you guys mean to the song. And I yeah. think that is yes, also, definitely. that ironically is also part of life. I can see that happening, you know, especially the, the subjects yeah. that is, you know, the lady that had a baby and then she married a lady and then became vegan and all of that stuff is yes. really hard things to talk about right now and really brave to sing about in this song. But also yes. it sparks that conversation, which I feel is also part of life. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it says sometimes it's hard, man. Like sometimes things are hard for you to understand. Sometimes things are hard for you to comprehend and or tolerate. Yeah. But you as a you, as a tiny speck in a vast fucking galaxy of endlessness, can't be the only one that is, gets to be comfortable. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the way it is. And that's the way that life is. That's, that's what it is for everyone. You can't always be healthy, for instance. Sometimes you have the flu. Sometimes you've got some kind of a stomach thing and you've got the shits for two weeks that's not your state of being that's just a state of being yeah and it's why, a part of the whole thing why i like that song so much is um if just to give you guys a perspective out of my own personal life i feel being angry being depressed being happy um and all of those things are natural emotions to have and yes, the more yeah. you suppress one of them the other ones become tainted. So let's say yes. I don't ever want to become sad. Um, I don't ever want to become angry. Okay. So now those are two emotions that you're suppressing. And by suppressing those emotions, your happiness and what you perceive as joy or motivation or wealth, that becomes tainted because you have yeah. already suppressed 
two whole entire emotions that you are supposed to explore, supposed to acknowledge mm. by suppressing yes. that you are basically tainting your whole outlook on life. You're basically putting like rosy colored glasses on and you are basically living yeah. a lie. Basically the theme yes. of the whole entire album right here. That's why I feel that those two songs stronger in lives sums up the whole entire album for me and then you have got a beautiful acoustic ending song 22 that just brings it right home gives you that punch in the face like yeah you just listen to joy club Cassidy, Cassidy, motherfucker that's all brought yeah. together that, that that brings it all together for me yes. yeah i think a, a movie that was uh, released recently um is also like very tied in with that concept about suppressing the emotions like inside out the animation I love movie. that movie. It's one of my favorite, it's favorite movies. It's insane. Super cool movie, yeah. It's so beautiful. Like, if you watch that as an adult and you don't feel something, there's something wrong with yes, you. I'm yeah. sorry. I actually talked about that, that is- movie in one of my previous podcasts. I mean, like, realizing oh, that nice. if you suppress one of your emotions, all of the other emotions are not going to understand what they're feeling and what they're seeing. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, because you can't look at a sad thing in an angry way. Yeah, it's but, exactly that thing. And now that's how I feel about this album. If you are suppressing one of your emotions, you're not going to understand this album. I'm sorry. Yeah, you yes, should open I mean, up yourself and look a little wider. Yeah. I think everyone that knows me as a person personally knows that when they introduce me to someone else, especially me they know there's a 50-50 chance of that new person not understanding where I'm coming from. Yeah. Oh, because wow, yeah. I am probably the king of just saying whatever thought pops into my brain at any given time. And it might sometimes come out as being completely the opposite of what I'm Offensive. Mean. Offensive rude, or whatever. Or- inconsiderate and, yes. anything. <laughs> I feel so that's that, why we are friends. I feel that is why we yes. are friends. <laughs> I mean, you remember what what it was what was that saying we had at Opi Kopi? We had this saying and I, I keep kept thinking some people might think that we are just being unusually offensive. I, I can't remember, um, but I remember we used to say it with like really thick Afrikaans accents. It was, I remember now. If I can translate it into English, we said lesbians don't walk. And we were talking about ourselves (laughs) and we were saying that we need to be carried at this festival because we are important lesbians and we need to be carried. That's what we said. And again, from the outside, it could be seen like that's insensitive. You're clearly men. You can't say that. I'm trying to say lesbians must roll around in wheelchairs. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That I remember. And it was like, that's not what we mean. We were at a camp full of lesbians that were our friends. And we were talking about them. They should be carried. They should be revered because these people that are our friends are amazing people. And then we were just walking around screaming, lesbian and luapni. We carry them. Yeah, you have to carry them. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, that could be seen as, yes, controversial. But yeah, I don't, I, I've always said I can't be held accountable for what I said. <laughs> that is the one thing that I cannot be held accountable for so, in a court of law. 
if I can hold, hold you guys accountable for something that you can say, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. if you if you guys as Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy combine your forces right now and give anyone that it, it can be a musician, it can be a child, it can be an adult, it can be anyone in the whole entire world, some advice right now, what would it be? Uh, oof. Okay. You go first. I'll go first because okay. I have a lot of experience with Okay. You go I first. will go and I will speak to the young generation. I'm still kind of a part of it, but I also segregate myself because like I don't want to don't necessarily want to be a part of it. But my advice to them would be stop trying to be cool and stop taking yourself so seriously. Like I think it it's a it's a sentence that you hear a lot but it needs to be said because a lot of people take everything too seriously. If you don't take yourself too seriously and you don't care about what other people think, there will be less fights. There will be less wars. There will be less depression. Everything will be better because humanity's egos are very toxic things if you don't uh, control them. Okay. Nice. Well, yeah. That's, that, that's something that everybody hears, but no one listens to. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very cool one. My mine is very simple. It's just that uh, goes on to the human condition. I need everyone that's listening to this, whether or not you're an old person, a young person, or an in between person. I need you to look at everyone else around you and to love them unconditionally, without any bias any religion anything added to that that makes it weird or any way i need you just to stop not loving each other because i believe that's the only way that we're ever going to get through this thing like look at this fucking shit going on in russia right now that made me quite emotional today because it's unnecessary my only mes message is that but, but I always end the shows off it's like please be kind to each other love each other and protect each other because that's all we have is each other even if you don't know the other guy if you fall he'll fucking help you up and that's what we need to be for each other all the time thank you Jordan and Brandon for being on my show today I have the world's respect for you every single person in your band as individuals and for the band wow. as a whole as well it's a giant honor for me to have you on this podcast and i would just like to thank you for your time and what you guys have done to the music community and for the genre itself as well so that i would just personally would like to thank you guys from my side well thank you Super so honor. much you are you are a king among kings, sir. Thank you so much for everything you've always done for everyone in spite of everything that you've always gone through because yeah. you are an inspiration to us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We would uh, do this any, any chance that we get. Not a problem. Thank you so much, guys. Um, you can check out Joy Club Cassidy Cassidy on all platforms. And like, uh, like we all just been discussing this for almost an hour right now, they have released a brand spanking new 
album, go treat your earbuds, go treat your neighbors with some beautiful punk music. <laughs> yeah, my neighbors listen to good music whether they like it or not. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you can check them out on, on Instagram. You can check them out on Spotify and all of the platforms. And um, I will post a link in the description as well. Thank you once again, guys, and have an absolutely beautiful evening. You Same man. to you. Thanks bye. for everyone listening. We love you all. Cheers. Bye. Bye. bye.